You're listening to the Marathon Church Podcast. We exist to build communities that love Jesus, love people, and live on purpose. To learn more about Marathon Church, visit MarathonChurch.org. We hope that this encourages you and builds your faith. Enjoy this week's message. Hey, good morning, Marathon. How are we doing? You guys good today? Hello to everybody watching online. We are uh, so glad that you're joining us online. So glad you guys are in the room uh, today. And um, so, like crazy weekend, right? Like Thanksgiving is kind of a crazy weekend. I mean, gamecocks and tigers and turkey. Oh my! It's just, it's like a whole thing. Um, and by the way, you know, no gamecocks and uh, tigers last year. Um, so yeah, it was a big deal last night. And um, how are my South Carolina people doing? We all right? Okay, yeah, you're getting, you're getting better. Beamer Ball's on the way. He's going to do a great job if you could keep him. And it's, it's, it's going to be good. You're going you're gonna to like it. It's going to be okay. So um, before we like jump into this whole thing today, I, I just, because we're kind of jumping like head first into the holidays today, like full on Christmas stuff from now, you know, until Christmas and but let's just hang out and be thankful just for a little bit longer. Can I just tell you that I'm thankful for so much. I'm thankful to be in the state of South Carolina. Um, my wife and I moved here seven and a half years ago um, from Los Angeles, and we're just, we're just glad to be in South Carolina. I'm thankful for my wife, Amy. She's amazing. Um, and I'm, just, I'm thankful to be here at Marathon with you guys. I'm thankful to be a part of this church and uh, what God is doing here, and it, it's just awesome. And so, anybody do the Black Friday thing? Like, any, I mean, I, I never got the Black Friday thing. Let me get up at four o'clock in the morning, head out with two billion other people, so I can get twenty percent off. I just, I don't get it. Um, some of you love it. Good for you. Um, I hope you had a good time. Um, so this is it. We're officially now in the Christmas season. Um, for the next month or so, all things Christmas, shopping, decorating, music, parties, peace on earth, goodwill toward men and women, and, and all that stuff. And, and this is the question. What do you want for Christmas? Maybe we would ask it this way. What do you wish for this Christmas? So I've been checking out a lot of like Christmas wish lists, and you guys would be amazed what's on them. Okay, so th this is the list, okay, in order of how they kind of appear, all right? Louis Vuitton, ladies, anybody? Louis Vuitton. Uh, actually on the list, Lamborghini, actually on this list. Uh, all things Apple, Apple iPhone 13, Apple Watch, Apple iPad Pro, Apple AirPods Max, of course, Yeti, all things Yeti, uh, all things Nintendo, uh, Peloton, not time to get in shape yet. That comes in a month or so, but go ahead and get the bike now. We're going to put that off as long as we can. Uh, don't know much about this. Should I ask Gray more about it? But I guess for kids, all things cocoa melon. I don't think you eat that kind of melon. Um, I know some of this is your, this is your wish. Matching family pajamas. The must-have. This is actually on the list. What I wish for this Christmas is to win the lottery. I mean, I could help so many people. I could do so much in the kingdom. I could help so many people. Um, this is on the list. 
people wishing for fame this Christmas, uh, social media influencer on the list. So, so we have all of these lists, all of these wishes. Uh, maybe you're less materialistic. Maybe you're only hoping like for Mr. Right or Ms. Right or a husband, a wife. Maybe wishing to be married, wishing for happiness, health. Uh, and of course, the number one answer when asked, what do you wish for this Christmas? It's the same every year. Peace on earth. It's always at the top of the list. Listen, no matter where you are in your faith journey, if you've been following Jesus for a long time, if you've been following Jesus for a few years, a few months, a few weeks, a few days, or maybe you're just checking this whole Jesus thing out. It's like Christmas time, let me go check out this Jesus thing, see if there's anything to it. It doesn't matter where you are in your faith journey, we all wish for peace. Everybody wants peace on earth. I mean, that's, that's in, the, in the Bible, right? When the angels came and announced that Jesus had come, it says suddenly the angel was joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and peace on earth to those with whom God is pleased. From the very beginning, it's, it's been about peace and we, we all want peace. We all want that. We want peace on earth and we want peace in our heart and we want peace of mind. And can I tell you that Jesus was all about peace? It's recorded in Scripture many times that Jesus would greet somebody and he would say, peace be with you. If maybe there was a traumatic encounter, uh, he would say, go in peace. He was all about peace. Then this guy Paul that we call the Apostle Paul, he came along and he wrote most of what we call the New Testament. And he would write these letters and he would often begin his writing by saying, grace and peace to you. Grace and peace be with you. And I, I mean, Paul could have written so many things. He could have said grace and prosperity and grace and popularity and grace and power and grace and fame and grace and TikTok followers. But he said grace and peace be with you. Jesus would greet people with peace be with you and Paul would write grace and peace because they knew that that's what people really want, and that's what people really need. What we really need in life is peace. What we really want in life, even if we don't realize it, is peace. We want peace on earth, and we want peace of heart, and we want peace of mind. Most of us, I mean, if we were really pushed to be honest and vulnerable, we would say we want peace. We want a real and genuine peace. We want a peace that we may not even comprehend or understand. We want a peace that only Jesus can give. And listen, we all know this. We all know this. You can have money in the bank and no peace in your heart. You can be su supremely successful on the outside and empty on the inside. You can marry the love of your life but not have peace in your home. You, you can raise great kids and, they can find, and you can find joy in their successes, but they're going to launch out on their own and your nest will be empty and even in the quiet of an empty house, there may not be peace. I could argue and you would probably argue with me that what we really want is peace. We may not know it. We might not even know it. We, we might not be able to put our finger on it. But we want a peace that only Jesus can give. Peace is what we want. 
And I think in many cases we have the opposite of peace. We have tension and we have anxiety and we have fear. We we want so much to have peace of mind and we want an inner peace. In, In our relationships we want peace and in our homes we want peace. We want peace with our kids and we want peace with our friends. And we want peace at work and we want peace in our culture. And we want harmony and we want understanding, but instead we have misunderstanding and disagreements and hurt and unforgiveness and bitterness. We have all of this and what we really want is peace. So the question for us today is, is it possible? Is peace possible? Is it possible to live in peace? Is it possible to experience real peace? Is it possible for the remaining days of 2021? Is peace possible in 2022? Is peace possible? Listen, I believe that peace is possible. Peace is what we want, and peace is possible. When it comes to the issues of life, we're always going to look to the Scripture to find hope, to find some reassurance. And so we're going to look at a passage in the book of Isaiah in the Old Testament today, And before we look at it, let me just give you some context. What we see in in this passage is a time that's much like our times. It's an uncertain time, and it's a time of fear. And the prophet Isaiah is prophesying about a day that is coming that will be filled with worship and peace. He's saying there's a day coming that will be marked by passion and peace and praise because of the goodness of God. It's recorded in Isaiah 26. It says, In that day, everyone in the land of Judah will sing this song. And, and I love that they're singing. I don't, by the way, I don't know if you're following Jesus, but if you're following Jesus, if you consider yourself to be a Christian, I hope you like music because it's a singing faith. It's a singing faith. But it goes back to the Old Testament. They were singing the song, Our city is strong, and we're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. Open the gates to all who are righteous. Allow the faithful to enter. And they're singing to God and they say, God, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. Trust in the Lord always, for the Lord God is the eternal rock. What a game changer of a song. What a song to sing. We're we're surrounded by the walls of God's salvation. And God, you, you will bring peace. You will keep in peace all those whose thoughts are fixed on you. You can trust the Lord, God, Lord your God. He's the eternal rock. And listen, this is the great promise. Peace is available. Perfect peace is available. I think what we tend to experience is imperfect peace. We, we tend to live with inconsistent or non-existent peace. It, it seems like we get glimpses of peace. Uh, we, we have times of momentary peace. I, I don't know about you, but I, I tend to drop a burden on God and then get a moment of peace, and then I'll pick that burden up again, and my momentary peace is gone. And I'm back right where I started, and I'm like, God, where are you? God, why didn't you take care of this? And the, the moments of peace and joy that we experienced when we were in sync with God, they're replaced by anxiety and fear and insecurity. You see, see, I'm much more familiar with momentary peace. I'm, I'm much more accustomed to inconsistent peace. But God promises perfect peace. So another great question for today is, what is perfect peace? Well, you've probably heard the Hebrew word shalom. 
It's the word in the greeting that Jesus used. Shalom aleichem. Peace be with you. It's, it's a Jewish greeting. In fact, it's still the customary Jewish greeting today. In fact, they use it in the greeting and the going away. And we, we translate it peace, and it does mean peace, but it means so much more. It, it means to be whole. It means to be complete. It means a fullness of peace. It means peace in every way, complete peace. It means peace with God. It means perfect peace. It means that our sense of fear, our sense of dread, our sense of disagreement and misunderstanding, it means that they're gone. It's a peace that only God can give. It's a peace that comes from knowing Jesus. It's a peace that comes from my sin and my guilt and my shame being wiped away. It's a peace that comes with a right standing with God. It's, it's a peace with God. It's a peace with others. And it's a peace within yourself. It's a peace that you receive knowing that your greatest regret is forgiven by God. It's a peace that you get knowing that your deepest shame is covered by Jesus' blood. It's knowing that you are okay because you are good with God. It is peace in your circumstances. It is peace in your heart. It is peace of mind. It is shalom. It is complete peace with God. Isaiah says that we will be kept in shalom. In fact, in that original text in Isaiah, he says shalom twice. He's emphatic. It's peace upon peace. It's a double portion of peace. It's, it's like what happened Thursday. It's turkey dressing upon turkey dressing upon turkey dressing. I apologize to the stuffing people. Um, it's sweet potato casserole upon sweet potato casserole. For me, it's Cool Whip upon Cool Whip upon Cool Whip upon pumpkin pie. So here's a portion of peace upon a portion of peace. It's perfect peace. It's peace that goes beyond our ability to understand. And listen, we must understand. This kind of peace does not mean that you don't have tough times. Jesus said it, it's recorded in John 16, 33. In this life, you will have many trials and sorrows. He was unequivocal. He didn't pull any punches. You will have trouble in this life. There will be sorrow in this life. Peace doesn't mean that you don't have problems. It doesn't mean that your washing machine will never go out. It doesn't mean that your spouse is never going to get on your nerves. It doesn't mean that your kids are never going to talk back to you or give you a side eye. It doesn't mean that everybody at work is going to pull their own weight. Peace doesn't mean that you're not going to have any difficulties. Shalom doesn't mean that everything's going to go your way. Shalom, the perfect peace of God, is not found in the absence of problems. Shalom is found in the presence of God. Peace is God's presence. Peace is God's perspective. Peace is found in God's assurance. And, and I know some of you may be pushing back right now. You're like, you know, all sounds great. It's all good. But you don't know what the holidays are like for me. You don't know what's going on in my marriage right now. You don't know what's going on with my kids. You don't know what's going on with my finances. You don't know what's going on with my job. 
You don't know what's going on with my health. Where, where's the peace? When is the peace coming? How do I experience peace? Where do I find the shalom? Listen, I, I want you to experience real peace. I, I want to help you find the missing peace this Christmas. And this is what we must understand. The struggle for peace begins in our minds. The battle to find peace begins with how we think. I mean, for many of us, we know the truth. We, we know what God says. We know what God thinks of us. We know what Jesus has done for us. But our mind will wander to the lies. Our, our mind wanders away from God's promises. Our mind wanders off to our own insecurities. Back in verse 3, God, you will keep in perfect peace all who trust in you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It begins in the mind. To get the peace of God, to keep the peace of God, we must set our hearts and our minds on God. See, you, you don't stay in the shalom. You don't stay in the peace by keeping your thoughts on Fox News or CNN or News Nation. You, you don't find or retain perfect peace by fixating on your financial problems. You certainly don't find peace wading through the crowd to get your hands on that perfect gift. Listen, you, you don't remain in perfect peace worrying about the choices that your grown children are making. You, you find and remain in perfect peace when you get focused on God and His goodness. L listen, we can live in peace when we lean into Jesus. We, we live in perfect peace when we lean completely on God. We find rest and, and, and peace when we focus on God's promises. So where does your mind go? Where do you drift off to and drift away from peace? Where does your focus go? What consumes your mind? D does your mind drift to politics or COVID or culture wars? Uh, is it as simple as social media that moves you out of your shalom? When it comes to this idea of peace... And if it's possible, if we can get there, we need more clarity. Whenever we need a little more clarity, we can usually find it in the writings of Paul. So check this out. He wrote a letter to a church in Philippi, and he said this, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. And then you will experience God's peace which exceeds anything we can understand. And his peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me and everything you heard from me and saw me doing. And then, and then the God of peace will be with you. I mean, how brilliant is Paul? Let, let's just give him a simple formula. First thing, pray about everything. When you pray about everything, shalom is on the way. When, when you go to God with everything, instead of worrying about anything, 
Shalom, perfect peace is on the way. And when the shalom comes, God's peace guards our hearts and our minds. He says, pray about everything and then think about good things. When you think right, when you pray about everything and then you think right, shalom is on the way. Perfect peace is on the way. If you want to live in peace, think about what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable and excellent and worthy of praise. When you think about those things, when you think about these things, the God of peace will be with you because God is good and God is true and God is right and God is pure and God is worthy of our praise. When my mind is fixed, is is set on Jesus, he offers me shalom. He offers me his perfect peace. And it's a perfect peace that is beyond what my mind can comprehend. This is the season of Jesus. And this is the season of peace. And peace is what all of us really want. And listen, Jesus was all about it. As he prepared his followers for his departure from the earth, he said, I'm leaving you with a gift, peace of mind and heart. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give, so don't be troubled or afraid. I'm leaving you with the gift of peace. You can have peace of mind and you can live with peace in your heart. He gives us his peace. It's not the absence of problems. It's not a stress-free holiday season. It's not the promise of no traffic on Woodruff Road. I mean, can we just get a target over here? It's not life with no storms. You see, Jesus walks into the storm and he proclaims, peace be still. Jesus is peace and Jesus speaks peace. And we can be kept in perfect peace when our mind is set on Jesus. And let me just tell you, I I know all this. And I believe all of this. But I don't always experience this kind of peace. I, I don't always live in the shalom. My mind wanders and I lose perspective. And the true and the honorable and the good and the right and the true and the pure, it escapes me. And I get disturbed and I get afraid. And so I I have to be intentional. I have to refocus. I have to remind myself of the truth. I have to refocus on on the only one who can give me real peace. And listen, when we can get there, When we can focus on Jesus, the giver of peace, the prince of peace, we can experience this perfect peace. The shalom on top of shalom. Peace upon peace upon peace. The God of peace will be with you. And again, I know. I I know that some of you cannot see how you're going to get there. Because the holidays are in full swing and you just can't see peace on the horizon. And I know this, I know for some of you, this is not the most wonderful time of the year. For some of you, it's the most horrible time of the year. But this is the season of Jesus. And this is the season of peace. And you can find peace. And you can find it in Jesus. Jesus 
is our perfect peace. Jesus is the goodness of God. So don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for all He's done. And then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. And His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. If you're going through a hurt, a loss, a pain, a fear, tell God what you need and thank Him for all that He's done. And if you love this time of year and if everything is going great, tell Him what you need and thank Him for all that He's done. And that peace that may be missing, that exceeds anything that we can understand, it can fill this holiday season. And that peace that can only be found in Jesus may be the missing peace that you've searched for your entire life. I want to tell you that Jesus gave it all, gave his life, shed every drop of his blood so that you could be forgiven. And then Jesus rose from the dead in all of his glory so that you could live in peace. You can be forgiven and you can find peace that exceeds all of your expectations and you can find it today. Would you stand and pray with me? Again, you may have been following Jesus for a long time. You may have only been following him for a few years or a few months or a few days. And maybe you showed up today missing that peace. Would you, would you just dig deep today and find a quiet moment with God? Find a quiet moment with Jesus And tell him what you need. And thank him for everything that he's done. And maybe today you came in just to check this Jesus thing out and you've never given your life to Jesus. You've never surrendered your life to Jesus. I'm here to tell you that today you can. If you'll put your faith and your trust in his death and his resurrection, he will forgive you of your sin. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit. He will give you that peace that you've never even imagined and he'll secure for you a home in heaven. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, we are so thankful for the truth that you have given us in your word. And we pray today that you would fill each void in this place with a peace that only you can give. And Father, I pray for those who have not yet given their life to Jesus. I pray that today would be the day that Jesus fills their life and that he brings that peace with him. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you want to right now, just pray this. Say, Heavenly Father. I can recognize that, that I'm a sinner. God, I don't, I don't even live up to my own standards, standards most days, much less yours. And, and I believe that Jesus died for me. I believe that he rose again. And I ask him to forgive me of my sins 
and I want to follow him the best that I know how for the rest of my days. And I pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you were encouraged by today's message and made a decision to follow Jesus, be sure to let us know by connecting with us online at marathonchurch.org. If you haven't already, be sure to rate us and hit subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you stream your podcasts. To experience more messages, videos, and live gatherings, visit us online at marathonchurch.org or download the Marathon Church app. Thanks for listening to the Marathon Church Podcast.